Welcome to another episode of Build My Brand. My name is Jessica Vanderslice, and I am the CEO and founder of a personal branding company called iFormat. I am also the author of Building a Strong Personal Brand, where I help you navigate your professional profile to the top of recruitment searches and help you reconcile this new era of technology and how you can compete in today's market, merging technology with psychology. And today um, joining us is Safiya Al-Shehi and she is just an incredible person and I'm really excited to have her on board. She is a a personal growth coach, a public speaking coach um, that focuses on deep, meaningful connections in her brand. And she's also written a book um, that is translated to English in my brand or uh, in Arabic, it's Alamati. If yes. I'm saying that correctly, okay. <laughs> correct, so, correct, Jessica. If you could just do me a favor and just kind of introduce yourself to the listeners, and then we can kind of kick off the, today's episode because I am quite excited about what we're going to discuss. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, Jessica, for this opportunity. I'm so glad to be part of your uh, podcast. Well, since I'm a podcaster myself, so I totally understand this this opportunity and how it's important to the listeners as well. So as you said, um, I'm a personal growth coach and public speaking coach, but this is only one part of my life. I am um, uh, a media figure from the United Arab Emirates as well. I've been doing this since 2003. Currently also I'm the head of marketing and comms and one of our institutes in in the government in the UAE. And I have a lot of books, (laughs) among them (laughs) the one you mentioned as well. Um, uh, Also I have a podcast, so I'm a podcaster. Uh, and in my podcast, I'm talking about people's identities and how do they shape their identities? How mm. do they find their purpose in, in life? What type of struggles and challenges they are facing? And and oh, how, wow. yeah, and how do they present themselves? How do they market themselves in the right way uh, in, in, in the society and among their uh, organizations and institutes oh, as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, you, we are on this. I mean, you are <laughs> preaching to the choir here because I am, I am, you know, hooked into the subject. I am all about what it is that you do and uh, what Especially it is. Especially that you're preparing people as well for their, you know, uh, for their, for their for life their opportunities. Yeah, and for their careers. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited about today because... I feel that there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to building your brand. And I think a lot of people feel that they may not be ready to build their personal brands. And some people don't understand that they actually already have a brand and they just don't mm-hmm. know how to direct all that energy into 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 that specific brand and actually kind of portraying themselves online and um uh you know whenever they're at events or speaking to people about their brand and they may not know how to direct all that energy into their expertise and actually kind of just showing the world that this is what i'm good at this is what i'm known for 
Absolutely, I agree with you. Um, in the point where you said that people, they some of them, they don't know they that they have a personal brand, and whether they like it or they don't, <laughs> they have it. So, the the issue with um, not controlling and not managing your own personal brand is that one day someone will come and manage it for you and this is yeah this is the, like the biggest challenge and the the reason i'm mentioning that that here in in the arab world and in in our society as a gulf society sometimes people they have they they do have their own concerns when it comes to marketing themselves because they don't like to sell themselves they consider That's it so they true. consider it something yeah they consider it something outside of the values and 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 the culture itself so yes. it's take it taking a lot of time to just introduce the concept to them i agree with you 100% yeah. it actually goes it actually kind of leads into one of the topics of discussion today and we will be discussing the potential barriers to personal branding so i definitely want to come back to that and i think that that's exceptionally important because i've worked i've worked with nationals or in nationalization for 10 years so mm -hmm. i understand that there are a lot of my clients that don't particularly enjoy talking about themselves they have built this incredible career and they just don't like telling people this is what i you know what i've accomplished so you know even in our work we tend to say okay you know we can remove that ego for you if you want and be able to kind of demonstrate your expertise and your niche without having mm -hmm. that ego in place and that's why working with with specialists like yourself and myself is because we know how to do that you know we study this we read this this is our you know this is our mind's bread and butter you know i'm always trying to read and always trying to educate myself about how you know you can attach your your brand specifically with language mm. and how you portray yourself in the most in the most effective way without having that ego in place and yeah that's that's kind of the benefits of working like working with people like you and i true and it's interesting that you can understand personal branding from different angles as well like from your side it's i think it's a more of a hr and coaching <laughs> yeah perspective more recruitment more recruitment yeah yeah from my side it's more of a communication and marketing perspective so yeah. when you also understand the concept from different angles and and myself because i was working with my own personal branding for six years now so wow like when i was introduced to marketing as well so i i like i always find a connection between marketing and personal branding mm. uh, the branding concept itself so some people that's will say so oh, interesting that's yeah, so interesting exactly. because we, we we're not marketing because we're not marketing mm -hmm. We tell people that all the time and like they ask us, are you a marketing company? I said, no, but there's a fine line between what we do because we're part of engagement. We're part of building mm -hmm. a brand so that you can feel confident to engage. And that's not marketing for us. So we obviously, often I tell people that, no, we don't do marketing for you. We don't do Facebook posts and those sorts of things and, and try and market your brand. That's not what we do. We're about meaning, also like you, building meaningful connections, but engaging with your network. Your brand needs to speak volumes on your behalf. What do people say of you when you are not in the room? 
Exactly. And by the way, also there is a misconception about personal branding. People think personal branding is all about what you're posting there on Instagram or what you're writing <laughs> on LinkedIn, but it's really not. This is only like a few percentage of what's really going on in your personal brand. I like to 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 put it in this way. It is 80/20. So basically the 80% is whatever is going inside you. That's the time mm. when you sit with yourself and ask yourself the tough questions like who I am Uh, who am I? What am I doing? Uh, where do I want to head to? So basically, it's about understanding yourself. It's about understanding yourself among others. When you, when you, when others around you, it's very important. And also, oh, yes. it's about knowing where are you heading to. <laughs> oh yes so it's absolutely. very important. Yeah, yes. to, to understand personal branding from that side as well. Oh, absolutely. You've got to have foresight. You've got to know where you want to be. Absolutely. Okay. Right. So we're obviously giving all the all the all the juicy bits out in the start of this episode. So let's get into our topics of discussion. And I think we've just allowed ourselves to enter into our first topic, which is sort of defining the personal brand for for yourself and for me and what it is in terms of the aspects that you look at and what is a personal brand uh, consultant mm. like myself looking at. And um, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, yes, so, yes, please. So when it comes to personal branding for me, I do look at the job hunting and the career hunting side of things. So that's the side of personal branding that we focus on. Um, and we really want to focus on building the confidence within the individual to send their uh, CVs or their resumes to recruiters, hiring managers, because a lot of the time, and I've worked in recruitment, so I know this, a lot of the times <laughs> I'll ask somebody for their CV uh, or their resume and they'll go, give me the weekend and I'll quickly, I'll, I'll fix it up and I'll send it to you. Nobody has, and it's extremely rare where I have somebody that just sends it to me because they, they want to go and double check it. They don't have that confidence. And we build that confidence for you in our process. So we provide them with the tools and the resources so that they say, you know what? I feel confident here, have my CV here, it's ready. And then just going like, yes, I feel, I feel great. I've sent it across, they've just asked me for it. And then when you go onto your LinkedIn profile and you've done the branding on the, on the LinkedIn profile and recruiters are looking at it and they're going, wow, this is amazing, I wanna know more. And then we just allow, we build that opportunity to get that engagement from the other side. Instead of you going out and hunting for the jobs, we can actually put you in the position to attract jobs. And then we obviously provide things like your biography, which is a more media related uh, uh, aspect. And I have a very interesting statistic for you to share um, and cover letters which are the mm -hmm. applications for specific jobs out there. And not many people know this. Uh, they don't know the difference between a bio and a cover letter. And yesterday I did an interesting poll on LinkedIn and I was just curious to see what, what, would, what the answers would be and, and whether people can differentiate between a bio and a cover letter. And I think I'm going to read some of the statistics now. So yes. 54% of people said they do know the difference between a cover letter and a bio. That is insane. I at least thought that would have been like 90% saying, yes, oh, of course I know the difference. But it's not. Half of the people don't know the difference between a bio and a cover letter. 
And here's the interesting statistic. So 74% of recruitment decision makers prefer to receive job applications that include a cover letter apart from the CV or the resume. So if you don't even have a cover letter, 74% of companies prefer one. That's a very interesting statistic. And I think it's like you're having your Instagram account without an image. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So yes, and then and then and then lastly, we do the interview coaching, which is again for the jobs that they want. And we cover very, very unique areas like what what exactly do you need to research? What exactly do you need to do with the job description? How do you present yourself? And answering those pesky little questions about what are your strengths and weaknesses? What salary are you looking for? Why is your salary jumped so high? So we, in mm. terms of personal branding, focus heavily on this aspect of, um, of someone's brand. And then for businesses, it's far more complex. It's uh, looking at companies that are undergoing strategic redundancies and they want to kind of set up their employees that have been affected with the resources to secure future jobs as well as uh, you know, personal branding for companies where you can unify stakeholders communication across the board on LinkedIn so that they just look attractive for investors and, and generally for the network that they're engaging with customers as well. So that's my part of personal branding. So tell us a little bit about your part of personal branding or branding, I don't, yeah, mine is personal branding. <laughs> What's your terminology? Mine is per, yeah, mine is personal branding as well. <laughs> But just I want to say that what you mentioned is, is really important and it's relevant to what I'm going to say as well. So as some people may know that the term of personal branding itself was coined in 1997 by Tom Peters. And Peters told us that no matter what industry we work in or where we live, we are all the CEOs of our brands. Mm. And we, we must market ourselves just as any product or a service. Um, by the I way, like the that. year, yeah, the year 2022 marked the 25th anniversary of the concept. So now we are in the year 26 of this wow. concept. Okay. So per, That's yeah, from young, my, to be honest, if you think about it. Is, young okay yeah. it is young and and it was really really related to the what people were looking for uh, especially with all the pressure on the markets and you know uh, all the crisis that happened mm. for the past years and and people started to really focus on that concept because the only way to stand out is to know how to market yourself and to market your strength as as you mentioned earlier so from my perspective, personal branding is what we know about ourselves. It's about what we know about ourselves when others around us as well. So let's say there is a personal awareness when it comes to personal branding. Mm -hmm. So here I'm talking about your purpose, your values, your objectives. There is a social awareness. Here I'm talking about who are you in the room with others? and what people will say about you when you leave that room. Oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah. Circle, the center of what we do is so, the foundation of where it comes from is so strong and very similar. It is, and, uh, and how do you connect and communicate? And now here we're talking about what's going on 
on the social media world, in the social media world. We're talking about also what's going on in a conference or in a summit or an, oh, in a meeting yeah. room. Yes. So how do you connect yourself? How do you communicate? Now also there is other that's, another dimension. That's so yes, interesting please. you say that. Do you have you ever heard anybody say that when you're in you know when you're in a meeting or in a conference or you're in a group of friends and you stand up and you speak? You know, there mm -hmm. sometimes there are people that people will listen to. And um, because they just want to know what that person has to say. And that's that's who we want to create, like that voice. Like, yes, you. Oh, I want to know what you have to say. It just made me think and that's, that. Yeah, and that's not related only to um, what they need to say or what they have to say during that meeting, for example. It's also related to the choice of words they they use when, when they talk. It's related to their body language, to their facial mm. expressions, to the, the to the Absolutely. to the tone. It's it's all connected. And there is a third dimension of personal branding, which is which is deeply connected to what you're doing. It is the global awareness. So basically, who are you in the global context? Because mm. you know, we are on social media now. We are connected. We are together now on Zoom, <laughs> or we are doing a lot of things. Two different worlds across the continent in different times. So, so we are talking about a universal individual. So he or she has to know or to to have that type of awareness as well. Mm. Personal branding is more relevant than any time, especially with the rise of social media with the rise of AI. Have you heard about the chat BT, I guess? No. Yeah. yeah, so basically the AI is taking over even writing a content. Oh, yes, it's taking yes, over yes. writing a book. So, I know, so I've, is... yes, I've actually done some research on this. I have, um, I yeah. can't remember the name, but I, I'm gonna, it's gonna jump to me, um, Jar Jarvis. There's an app called Jarvis. <laughs> We're not marketing Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. And there are <laughs> there's an artificial now. intelligent app called Jarvis, yeah. um, which I looked into because we're obviously building an app for our CV writing and our resume writing. And we wanted to, to incorporate artificial intelligence because people have, there are no more these traditional HR manager roles or uh, mm. marketing manager roles. They are not traditional in these senses. They are more complex in nature because technology is in uh, People have evolved. The workload has evolved, uh, technology has evolved. So artificial intelligence to help us basically differentiate between what it is that you actually do in your job, even though your job title says, and we know this in Abu Dhabi specifically, or mm. job, sometimes job titles can be very obscure. You know, you've got somebody that is a data analyst or a project manager, and they're doing something totally different than what you would expect them to do. And artificial intelligence is hopefully going to help us navigate those areas where we can say, OK, we can actually identify that you're not a project manager. We don't have to go and find questions about project management. You're this type of professional. So, yeah, but the rise of AI, uh, I can only imagine the speed at which work is going to or yeah is going to go into and i did an article I, I for a client on the effects of jobs as well so yeah. there is a sad part i can't emphasize more more on that because even there is a when i ask someone like um, 
who are you? They will say, I am a project manager or I am a teacher <laughs> or I am anything, you know. But basically, this is not who you are. It's yeah. just a job title. It's just, yeah. it's, you know, your personal branding or who you are is a combination of all of, of things yes of a lot yeah, of things yeah I, a couple of years ago google removed it was starting to remove some of their job titles and i was still in dubai at this time i was in 2019 or 18 i think um and we were just recovering from the oil crisis and i remember there was an article i read on google removing their job titles and that uh, emar was going to do a very similar thing where they weren't going to define people by their job titles and when I read that, I was like, yes, you know, people need to start thinking about how do they present themselves on LinkedIn? You know, they, you're not just, you're more than just a job title. And whenever we're working mm. with people, we do just that. We say that you're more than that. You're not just a CEO. What are the other things that you do? What are you great at? What are your, what is your niche, your expertise? This is what we need to portray. So yeah, I absolutely, you're more than just your title. I think um, that uh, yeah, and it reminds me of, of another topic that you really uh, focus on, which is the benefit of personal branding. And I'm sure in in your world, it's it's really important. So basically, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> how does that work? How how what do you, what do you advise your clients when it comes to personal branding? Absolutely, very yeah. It's just yeah, that's a great topic of discussion. So the benefits are the attraction the attraction of opportunities because there is so many so many competition out there there is a statistic in the uae um across the gcc that says there are 250 applications per job so hayes did a, a statistical mm. analysis um a couple of years ago and a couple of other recruitment companies did one 250 applications per job so you're one of 250 people per job it globally especially in the us it's 118 uh, people per job that apply for it and the benefit here is that you look at the factors that impact that where am i in the 250 application ladder am i at the bottom uh, or am i in the middle or am i at the top and there are things that affect that so the positive factors here with regards to working with a personal brand consultant in my industry is that we help people navigate to the top of those searches and people don't know that things like pictures and borders and graphics and logos and all this lovely color on cvs and resumes at times and especially now because artificial intelligence is growing it is getting better but it's not all there yet do distort mm. that process the moment you put a picture on your not 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 even thinking about the statistic of putting a picture on your on your on your on your cv and i think the statistic is like 80 percent of people um get uh, rejected because of their picture mm statistically and i just don't even you know i that's not even the reason why you would want to remove the picture the simple thing is you want to remove anything that's going to distract distract the ability for a system to parse information from your profile which are usually pictures borders graphic boxes logos all that all those graphics and colors that distract or distort a search you'll want to remove because that's one of the best ways to navigate to the top of a recruitment search so that's one of the benefits of working and enhancing your personal brand especially on the physical cv side or the resume side and then the second part is 
millions of people with the same job title, millions of people. So if you're a CEO of a company or you're a receptionist, you are mm. one of millions. And how is and what, what is will what will differentiate you than others? Yeah, it's what you're known for. That's what's going to mm. differentiate you. If you are a receptionist on on LinkedIn, and that's a very, that's hundred percent because it's free recruitment for recruiters, right? So you want to be able mm. to navigate that profile towards the best possible option to get uh, secured a search uh, um, in in a search. So mm-hmm. you'll look at things like receptionists that are good with potential administrative filing. So you'll put that in your headline. Then you'll go, at, okay, what are your other strengths that you're good at? You know, I'm great with answering the phone. I was like, right, let's put that in there. Because now if I'm doing a search on LinkedIn and I only do reception, but if I do, I will find you, but you'll maybe be one of a million. What if I did reception and admin? Then you're mm-hmm. one of half a million. What if I did reception, mm-hmm. admin, great with you know, with people, now you're starting to become one of 20. And then the more you add into your headline title, the more opportunities you have of becoming, you know, being in those searches. So, you know, is a great benefit of working with a personal grant consultant that understands these things. Um, and our slogan is merging technology with psychology. So what happens mm. when you get to the top of that search? We've done our job. You're at the top there. They're looking at your CV. Now what? How do you impact the person reading your profile on a psychological level? And I study linguistics and it's a passion of mine. So I continue looking at how can language impact the reader? And we know that there is parts of language and it's extremely complex. I'm not going to go into it today, but there are parts of language specifically related to the Middle East that will stimulate the mind of a reader because language that is different in other like colloquialisms or you know certain sayings are different in other countries that may not have an impact it's like me going to another another country and saying can i have some kahwa they're like we don't know what that is but i can go to the middle east and they'll know exactly what that is so that's that's the example of what we're trying to do with language is when a recruiter looks at a cv and goes oh i know exactly what this person is doing so the language Mm -hmm. needs to be able to stimulate that reader bearing in mind that english is not the first language of many people in the middle east um, and, and to make sure that that language is so natural that it doesn't scare people, there is no fear attached to this process, and therefore they have are comfortable enough to take that profile to their manager and goes, I found the right person, here you go, instead of, mm. I don't understand the language on the CV, let me put it down for a little bit, maybe I can find something else I can understand you know uh, and i don't have to pick up the phone because i have to phone 20,000 other people this month yeah so which which take uh, which take us which takes us to to understanding the cultural differences and, ooh, and yes. understanding the audience like what who who's your audience it's one of the key questions when it comes to personal branding so in your case the audience will be a particular organization or HR manager, or yes, all of all of the above. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. 
Sure. And in my case, it will be people who are seeking for information, seeking to connect with the influencers or the thought leader, for example. So mm -hmm. understanding the audience in order to address them in the right way, understanding the cultural differences is very important. Understanding the uniqueness of a society, of a certain society. So what works in, for example, USA, it wouldn't work necessarily yes. in, in, a, in a Gulf context, for oh, example, yes. and vice versa, of course. So this is very important uh, for us when we, as, as Emiratis and, and Khaliji's people, when we address people who are from outside the borders, uh, foreigners from different mm. countries. Um, and especially if you want to place yourself in an in a global context, you want to share things in a, in a different platform, which is um, more diverse, uh, has different nationalities. So it's totally different when you want to address someone who is locally based here. So oh, this absolutely. is also uh, yeah, it's it's a and very that's an area that you specialize element. in, right? You you work on these with your with your clients. Um, yes, exactly. how is it that you kind of overcome some of these barriers and these and these kind of boundaries or these you know hesitant it comes yeah it comes now from um, our the, the nature of the country itself because UAE now is is more open we have like a diversity is part of the the nature of the country so i'm trying always like i'm always trying to push the clients to understand the these changes in in the society and understanding that the country is now is a is a global country it's not it's not a gulf it's not a arab it's not emirat it's it's a global it's the country center of the world at the moment it's it's, <laughs> it's the center of the world and i think also when we are looking at our leaders who are not who are not leaders they are not only leaders they are brands like nation brands ambassadors mm. if, I, if i may put it in this yeah in in this concept so they are there out there the openness is really huge um they want to to move the society and the country to to a different level um so they are the ambassadors of of the nation itself that's so true so and so i i always connect the clients with this type of uh, like with this type of view as well yeah uh, and then once they understand it once they say his highness sheikh mohammed bin rashid or his highness sheikh mohammed bin zayed for example they say wow this is what we want to do this is what we want to be part of okay if you want to be part of this okay then let's go <laughs> you need to do this and this and this, and this. Uh, understanding your messages the way you want to connect and communicate with people which type of platforms do you need to be in and then they will say which type do i need to be everywhere i'm like no you don't need to be everywhere you need to understand your audience first so you might yeah. need to be on instagram and twitter you might need to be on linkedin only so it's a choice as well and yes. then you know it's a very long journey in order to strategize your content Pick the right because it can for be yourself. Oh, I oh I know this. I know this because I <laughs> the last time we spoke and we were talking and I was doing a little bit of research on what it is that you do, 
you know it looks it's to me it was quite daunting because i'm looking at this and you're looking at the social media aspect of it and i'm thinking where do i even start because it is so diverse and when i go onto these platforms and i just see all these people out there some of them you know getting a couple of views and some are getting millions of views and i'm thinking like oh my word that that to me the moment i see some something like that i go like oh i just retract back into my safe space and i go i don't want to do any of that how how it can how, be overwhelming oh yeah. absolutely and how is it that you 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 work with people that have this kind of you know what what is it that you do to help them overcome these kind of fears so i start from the fundamentals basically what you said is about your strength your weaknesses the the swot analysis so i start with a simple analysis it's like a swot analysis and then i ask the question about their prefer like preferences in communication what do they like do they like a written one do they like the video do they prefer audio now we have mm. podcast and it's a great opportunity for people to connect using those type of platforms as well but because i really admire and respect fundamentals i say guys you're a thought leaders like you're thought leaders and i really recommend to have books something that's tangible because you cannot really trust something that is not within your control so having a, a personal website or a personal page is very important because in that case you'll be able to craft your content the way you want you'll be able to work on your seo on the keywords the right keywords for yourself but if you rely only on social media platforms which are a third party it's hard to control that type of platforms so yes. having a website writing a book being um, a thought leader uh, in a conference or a in a related uh, or a relevant summit, summit it's very important to have your say in the actual world as well so it's like you're I love that uh, I love yourself that. here and there but not mm. neglecting the fact, fact that the physical world is very important as well uh, also That's... it's very important to not to be to stay aligned whether you are online or offline a lot of people will got carry carry on carried on with being there shining on social media but they neglect the fact that the actual connection with people in the real world is very yes. important yes. and you have to be authentic and Absolutely. aligned with your values and this is very important it's it's a very beautiful journey uh, and we, to discover yourself yeah yeah <laughs> and then we're on the same page there when it you know just in terms of the mental health whenever we work with clients and we'll have, and when we finished optimizing their linkedin profiles we actually give them some tips on how to manage it um and one of the things that we do say is that if you're applying for jobs don't do it every day because the amount of no's you get it can make you so despondent that you just can't give up so we we do advise people to consider their mental well-being when they're looking at these aspects and saying right let's take two days out of the week apply for the jobs that you're really interested in be more targeted with your job search and then take some days away from that and then pre- be prepared for the no's be prepared for 90% no's but eventually you'll get that 1% that says you know what we love you. we love you let's let's talk um and then you know kind of turns things around 
Um, I love and that from, that. Yeah, and from my side, I always advise them to stop following the trends on social media all the time. And just counting the likes and the shares. And the I had the like authentic. I wrote it down, and you, as you said, it just and just, and it's uh, yeah, and it's mentally exhausting to just follow those trends. You cannot be everything. You cannot be every. Mm. You cannot juggle hundred things at the same time. Oh, focus and truth there, right Sophia. <laughs> I love it. Staying, yeah, staying focused, like staying focused, and choosing the right platforms, and focusing on your audience, and 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 craft your content in a in a very careful way, and and take few days for yourself as well, away from those platforms, and coming back uh, to perspectives. Like, yeah, I would tell so people this that. Is very important. I tell people you can never have respect perspective if you're in the eye of the storm. Because if you in deep into a situation, whether it's an argument, whether it's you know conflict or anything that is putting you under immense stress, you have no perspective. You can't have that because perspective comes after, comes from the outside inward. So you need to be able to take a step back and go right, all right, let's okay. Now this is what where I kind of think I need to improve in, or this is what I think I did wrong, or this is what I think I can. I can change. So perspective is so important, and you can only have that when you're outside of the eye of the storm. Of course, um, and it's it's related to reputation management, by the way, and crisis management as well. <laughs> so it's it's repeated. I work. It's you can hear I work with a lot of crisis management uh, clients because that's you know that was one thing I discussed with one of my clients is you know perspective. Um, you said something else as well, which was. I made a note of it, which I wanted to talk about and talking about being authentic and talking about writing a book and actually having the ability to put your, your niche out there and, and focusing on that. And I think for myself, when I wrote my book, um, I had, you know, I had all these ideas and all these tips and tools that I was giving people. And I thought, well, let's create a place where people can go and find all these tips and tools and just put them together. And eventually I thought I was just going to write them down on a piece of paper and then just kind of send them to clients whenever they needed them. And eventually it, it turned into a book. It wasn't meant to be that, but it turned into a book. But it I was found it useful by the way. It's really I I, I read your book. It's oh really Marshalla. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the purpose of it was to provide people with actual insight because a lot of books can guide you through the understanding. Whereas that's where I get confused in books is I think I have an understanding. Tell me what I need to do. So that's why this book is so different because it actually tells you what you should do. It's like, here's one, two, three, four, five things you can do here. You know, these are the tips. These are some templates I'm sending you. So it eventually turned into a book. But the fact that I was actually able to write it all down and eventually publish this as a book really defined my niche because ultimately I turned into it. I was a CV writer and then mm. I was, okay, we're doing a little bit more than CV with, you know, CV and LinkedIn optimization, but it transformed into personal branding. And eventually I was, I don't know how it happened. It happened over four years, but eventually I sat down, looked, I had perspective and I was like, wow, okay, this is my niche, personal brand builder. And I put it in brackets on LinkedIn. I was like, this is what I'm known for. And it it took me a very long time to get there. But eventually I did find my niche. 
And it, I think we all empathize with this process. Of course, consistency is the mother of mastery. Anyway, so uh, and and yeah, and this is one of the main elements of building. Yeah, it's one of the main elements of building a personal brand to be consistent with your content. Uh, with the keywords that you're using, with the URL, the handle themselves. If you are on on different platforms at the same time, it's better to unify the URL on all of them as well. And it's better to get the same URL on your own website. The images, it's very important to unify the images. Uh, we said the keywords, the type of content that you're using, um, the language itself when you address other people uh, on your platforms. If you uh, start doing live sessions on Instagram or on LinkedIn, it's very important to keep doing this monthly, weekly, whatever you choose to do, because people tend to forget people if they disappear for one month. If you I, disappear I, for one week, people will will start asking, "Where are you? Are you still yes, there?" Yes, yes, I yeah. absolutely agree with that. I've, I found your quote. It is, uh, con- yeah, consistency is the DNA of mastery. Robin Sharma, I love Robin that. Robin Sharma, Ro- yeah. yeah, love yes. that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of uh, leads me into my next discussion topic, and as we sort of uh, end end the podcast is. Uh, in terms of uh, so- sources that we can use to carry on with better with a better personal branding journey, um, and what are some of the sources that people could use um, to better their personal branding journey? For you know, I'll let you go first. Well, you've mentioned one uh, person who is uh, Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma. I, th- I mean, Robin Sharma, Jack Ma. Uh, <laughs> Anyone you want to choose um, as an inspiration for yourself, because people like Robin Sharma or any leader, successful leader in this world, they are basically using the fundamentals of personal branding. Yeah. They know who are they, like they know their purposes, they know their values, they know their objectives, they are working consistently, they are uh, creating content, they are focusing, uh, they are presenting themselves in the right way, uh, they are um, doing tools and a, a, a lot of things to connect with people. So basically, pick one or two or three inspiration. Uh, from people who you are really admire and like, mm-hmm. and ask yourselves, ask yourselves, why do we like those people? What are the main values? Why do, why do we connect with them? And try to borrow some of the tools as well from those people. The tools could be their languages, could be you know their uh, their phrases, <laughs> like the one I just used. Uh, things like right. that are very important. Uh, also, I would say books. Uh, biographies of people because what are the biographies basically they are the journey of personal branding oh yeah from maybe they don't call it like that but when you look at those stories these are personal branding stories so this is very important Mm -hmm. um i would say also it's it's important to, to i'm not gonna say study but it's important to understand marketing and the element of marketing because mm. basically personal branding and marketing are like both of them are using the same tools 
like oh, the, the yeah. SWOT analysis, the, the, the so stuck. Sometimes I use the so stuck, by the way, sometimes for people. What is that called? Uh, the so stuck? The so stack. So basically you are um, doing a strategy for, for like a, a, you know, a brand or, or a marketing strategy. You're using these type of frameworks. Mm. So sometimes I use these type of frameworks to do like a strategy for a personal brand. I like that. So you can, yeah, you can get a lot of tools from different uh, domains, by the way, and use them in your favor. Uh, by the way, there are a lot of nice tools in coaching. Like the wheel of life, you can take the wheel of life. Oh, I know the wheel of life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can deconstruct your personal branding in the way you like. And then you can start evaluating yourself and check where you want to uh, uplift or update yourself in somewhere. I would say it's very important also to focus on your strength. Don't waste your time on your weaknesses. I mean, life is too short to just run oh, after your weaknesses. Yeah, focus on your strength. Um, I will say visit your your values from time to time. I Assess like them, visit yeah, them, understand them, embody them in your life. It's very important. These are the main, uh, I would say, resources for personal branding. Yeah, I love that you said reconstruct your brand because I think that that can be so easily used in everybody's careers as well whether you're a receptionist a custom service agent all the way to a board member or a chairman is being able to kind of just write down everything that you're kind of good at uh, and then the mm. development areas and thinking okay where do you see yourself in terms of your niche or your expertise and then saying okay what are the areas that i need to develop in and actually having options to do that and i and i think i can translate that for people in in terms of actions and that is if you are a marketing manager and you want to be in PR but you don't mm -hmm. you don't have to go and find a job in PR you can dedicate one day out of a, an entire month in the PR department within your business and say I want to learn PR teach me these are the things I want to know and then just build your skill from you're getting paid in your job why not get paid to learn in your job as well because you can go to other departments and learn their skills put that on your resume and put it on your cv and then you can say these are the things that i've learned these are the things that i know and i'm a very big believer of the law of attraction you know what you put out there is what you're going to get back in again and and i think reconstructing your life and to identify those areas of development could be so powerful for someone that want to build their personal brand um, and I, I tell I'll... you, that's what helped me a lot, Jessica, in my life. Like for the past, past six years, I was mm -hmm. really working hard on my personal branding. And that's what made me standing out in, in my career, uh, in my society. And people now, you know, they will say Safiya is the personal branding coach. They will say Safiya is the media figure because I use like those type of keywords and purpose even the way uh, uh the way i talk with people in my interviews or in my meeting room i do the same thing because basically this is what yeah uh, this is what you reflect this is what you put out there and that will what will come back to you yeah. eventually yeah i always tend to do that when i'm in meetings i say i tend to introduce i don't do my title or you know i'm a you know my name is jessica van and i'm a personal brand builder 
So I tend to do that. My niche goes first before I even talk to them about anything else. It's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm also the CEO of this company, but yeah. And it, you say it took you six years. It's taken me 17 years to figure out my passion. Um, and I've always wanted to help people, but this this seems to have fit in quite nicely with my life because it's just something that naturally happens. I feel I have a natural gift with people. And I think that that is something I've capitalized on and to build my personal brand. And I think it's, people need to understand, sometimes it takes 17 years, sometimes it takes six years. It's not gonna be something that's just going to happen. And that's only step number one, <laughs> because you need your entire <laughs> life. We need another you podcast need, session on this. <laughs> you need your entire life to maintain what you build, because what you build for 10 years or 17 years or 20 years can be destroyed in five seconds if you didn't take care of your personal branding and if you didn't Absolutely. take care of your reputation it's very important oh yeah especially in this world you know in the u.s side with cancel culture right now you know it's not as prominent in any other country but yeah mm. I, that rings very true to me here with cancel culture um all right so we kind of i've got one more question to ask you so um i just wanted to know sort of what in your opinion do you think are the sort of the leading personal brand trends in 2023 uh from my point of view i think the rise of thought leadership mm. which comes from self-awareness as we mentioned earlier uh, people are aware that they are more than employees. They are more than managers. They are part of their nation's evolution. They are part of higher causes. You know, people now are fighting for different causes. That's why leadership, the thought leadership is very important. I think the second uh, trend would be the quality mm. and the focus because these are the keys to being seen in this life. And uh, finally, the um, intensive emergence of multimedia within people's daily life that, that will create what we can call the hybrid personal brand, if I, might, if mm. I may say. So to illustrate that uh, our communication has really become hybrid, Yes. For instance, when we conduct a meeting, we apply all types of tools. Yani, you use videos, audios, infographics, uh, followed by interactive sessions. So this is this is the new way of uh, presenting our ourselves. So so in the mm. same manner, what did you observe this year? So yes, so for 2023, from my personal branding perspective on focusing on career um, is the flexibility and adaptability for companies and for people. So with the introduction of Gen Z into the workforce, because Gen Zs are people that are going to be extremely vocal about how they are being treated inside an organization. We know that with millennials, such as yourself and myself, and with the you know baby boomers are slowly sort of integrating out of the workforce, we know that flexibility and adaptability are going to be key factors here. Companies need to adapt to the fact that not only is technology advancing very quickly and there's going to be a lot of risk management and crisis management, as well as um, 
no, look, looking covering risk within people that have access to passwords, et cetera, you know, the security aspect of that, but being able to identify how Gen Z and uh, is going to impact the workforce and adapting that. And unfortunately, the companies need to look at how this is going to impact people within the business that have been there for many years. Um, you know, looking at salary structures, there's a whole aspect of the adaptability and the flexibility that people are going to need to look at, especially companies. Um, and on the people side is the, you know, the, the ability to see and know their value. When they are within organizations, people are going to be more vocal about what their worth is. And I am a firm believer in people do, doing that at you know, during this course of this year, companies are becoming more aware of how people should be treated, becoming more aware that they should have structures in place to treat people with respect uh, and uh, value their worth in terms of salary. So these are the things that people need to be able to look at. Another thing is communication with the hybrid model coming into play. And I think that's going to be a very key aspect in 2023 also looking at the four day week that's coming into play, um, how much of the productivity you're going to be able to get out of people within a four day week and the communication needs to be obviously at a level higher than what we're normally used to. Um, a lot of the Gen Z population are very sort of messaging, emailing, the communication is extremely different and you've got millennials that are, no, I want to pick up the phone and I want to talk to this person or I would just want to send an email um, you know, we're, we're, big, we're a very big email kind of uh, age of people. And then, you know, as the baby boomers, they were like, no, I don't want to read anything. Just pick up the phone and phone me. Yeah. So communication is going to be so diverse. It needs to have some form of harmony. So I think that's going to be a very big trend seeing as the hybrid model coming in and how communication is going to work throughout, um, uh, throughout the, you know, the, the, the corporate world. Um, and yeah, you know, I said it, uh, you said it as well, is to know your worth and your values and making sure that you can incorporate that within your working environment in the most respectful manner, you know, and how you kind of transfer that over to your to your job. Um, I think I will see more people asking for promotions. I do see people more asking for salary increases because I know that uh, there are some statistics. I don't, I can't remember off my off my head right now, but I know I've read an article on this where uh, people, millennials especially, are fearful of asking mm. for promotions and asking for salary increases because they think that their jobs are at risk then. Um, and whenever there's a redundancy or a firing strategy, coming into place they feel like okay i'm going to be the first one to go if i do this and that's not the case so you know i do feel like we are giving people the power to ask for promotions and ask for salary increases especially if they're doing well at work so those are kind of the things that i see where you know when you can enhance your personal brand and kind mm -hmm. of take that and say you know what these are the things that i've done because that's what we do we ask them what has been your return on investment what have you done that has stood out what is your success story what are your achievements what are you know what are these things that you are proud of um write them down give them to your manager and say these are the reasons i would like to have a salary increase um, and we do that as well. You know, we prepare people for those conversations. We have templates. We have <laughs> an analysis that give people the authority to say, well, okay, this is great. There's my letter. There's my analysis of mm. my experience. And here you go. Um, you know, these are the reasons I want a salary increase. 
So that's something Amazing. we're working on as a business. You know, we're incorporating that as a new product. We're also incorporating ghostwriting as well, where people can write. Wow. They have a lot of ideas. And like you're talking about writing down your ideas, we want to do that for people. We are certifying all of our, I'm a certified ghostwriter, um, and we're certifying all of our consultants where they can write specialized articles on if it is thought leadership and they want to write an article about it we can do that for them and relinquish all copyrights to them and they can use that kind of to build their personal brand and their niche so yes those are kind of my, the trends i see for 2023 coming in from my perspective this is life-changing and with the availability of all those tools i think it's the, it's a matter of doing just doing the right choice or taking the right choice uh, Making a choice. Yeah, making the right choice is, is very important um, for everyone. And it, it's it, it's really also I can see it in a positive way because companies are paying attention now to this aspect. They are paying attention to um, developing their employees when it comes to personal branding. Personally, in my organization, there is a huge... Um, debate about whether we need to focus on coaching or we, whether we need to focus on personal branding and they say let's combine both let's combine both and help more people in order to find uh, their way in order to improve their life and um, and be successful. absolutely oh and it's such an important i'm so glad you said that because i want people to understand that there's jobs are not the only reason you need to enhance your cv or your resume you sometimes need somebody like me to sit down and ask you questions about what you've achieved. Have you ever been in a conversation and spoke to people about your achievements and gone, you know what, I'm thank you for asking me that question. I didn't really realize how much I've done in the last five years. And if you can help people put that back on, uh, put that on paper and then just have them reflect upon that. And reflection is such an amazing tool that we have. Um, that is an immense, an immense powerful feeling that you, that you can that you have control over is saying wow this can help me knowing my worth you know i i love doing things like that no have people know that cv writing isn't just for jobs it can be an, mm. a, a very insightful journey for you and it can highlight a lot of aspects that you've done really well and because we know the questions to ask that you know we can do cognitive questioning to get that kind of information from you and you can talk to me about stuff that you may have forgotten about um and then, oh wow yes i did that iso certification that was amazing that was an you know, I forgot about that. Um, so yes, we do do that for companies as well, because for some companies you want to do that before they're doing their uh, appraisals. True, true. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yours it's is interesting very interesting. Like, because we're, we're talking about after, like, the, you know, we're helping people build that confidence, but it's in a totally different world, you know, and it's so interesting that we're both fundamentally coming from the same place um and mm -hmm. but our purpose and our why is extremely similar so i agree with you i agree with you and i think that um if we can spread more awareness about personal branding absolutely using this type of platform like your your own platform or my yes. uh, social media or our books that will help a lot of people to think about their achievements, to find their stories and to 
to find like new ways to success and uh, to succeed in their life that is the dream that is my dream that is that is why i moved from recruitment into this kind of field and because i can help more people when i was in recruitment i could probably maybe hire one person a month into a role i'm helping far more than one person now so <laughs> i'm so i'm Jessica, grateful if if you want to leave one one advice or one suggestion to your listeners listeners about personal branding what, what will it? will that be yeah what do you That's think an interesting question because i don't think <laughs> i have just one thing there's just so many things um but if i had to leave you with one thing i would i would love to use i know your worth know your value because i think everything will stem from what we do specifically everything stems from that the moment you realize you know i can i have a lot to give i think you can then decide right let me let me start what you know how can i reconstruct my life and i think everything else can follow from there um from knowing your worth and i think a lot of people don't look at their lives and going what can i what can i offer i'm just a receptionist what can i offer i know i keep saying a receptionist but <laughs> everybody i'm talking about everybody in every job yeah. students at a university but yeah you know what can i offer even if i don't have any experience what do i have to offer and look at your characteristics because in some in some companies humilities lacks humility lacks or you know the the opportunity to engage with different cultures you know you might have that capability at a very young age to enter into an organization just yeah know your know your worth i know a lot of people used to say know your strengths and but that's just very different because you're talking about value what value can i give to an organization so i think that would be my one what would be yours well i think when we talk about personal branding there are two yeah need let's say if it's a coin and there are two faces for that coin it will be the personality and the the character the personality is what people see every day and hear every oh, day from you yeah. and the character it's what you're building for your entire life mm. so don't neglect your character um if you don't take care of it someone will come and take care of it and it's all yeah. about your awareness it's there's a saying there's a saying about humility that says that you see it before you see them so people sometimes see character and behavior within the first 3 seconds of meeting you there's you know another statistic but before they before they even know you as a person they've already formed an opinion of you within the first couple of seconds yeah now it was absolutely i i <laughs> love talking about personal branding you can obviously see that and i'm just so glad i had the opportunity to chat about personal branding with you so thank you so much for making time for me and um for being you Thank know you. on the podcast and hopefully I'll join you on your podcast as well and we can talk some more about personal branding inshallah and there are a lot of things that we didn't mention yet like the personality types and oh, the absolutely. communication types and a lot of well, things that we can share I think we have people. to do another episode there we go it's not halas <laughs> we are needing Alas. to yeah halas yani <laughs> another one i know sometimes when people ask me to speak arabic i'm like ma bara fik dear arabic shway shway so you must speak very Come very slowly <laughs> no. they are very shocked when sometimes when i go into meetings i'm like oh 
ممكن خلاص That is how it happens when you spend 10 years in the Middle East. Uh, you pick up some things. But thank you so thank much you for so your time. It was, I had an amazing time talking with you. Me too. It's like it's really like refreshing. And for me, I, I take those opportunity to ask myself the same questions and, and understand myself more when it comes to these type of conversations. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Of course, you're welcome. Join us next month where Sophia and I discuss constructing your personal brand and the aspects that can help you center yourself, start reconstructing your brand and use frameworks to help you navigate to an understanding of how to build your personal brand and maintain it with our help.